Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. The bottom line is that, you know, we're evaluating that position along with all the other ones. And if we feel like we find the right right situation, we'll certainly draft them. We've drafted them in multiple years and multiple points in the draft. Didn't work out the last three days. That wasn't by design. It could have, but it didn't. Again, there are multiple ways to build your team. We'll see whether or not that comes up at a different point in time. You know, I don't know, but we just tried to do the best we could with what we had in this weekend. And that's what we did. And we'll see where it goes. The Patriots did not draft a quarterback, did not get the guy of the future. Like somebody they got, they're still going to get somebody on the free agent market. Or the Patriots are going to get bad quarterback play and are going to win four, five, six games. It's not what we're used to with the Patriots, PK. A lot of people obsessing about what the heck they're doing post-Tom Brady. Yeah, I thought Bill Belichick was accurate. If you didn't feel like there was one that you wanted, why draft one? Why why go through all the time to put an effort into a quarterback if you don't think he's your guy? I mean, you're right. They can go with a free agent. Cam Newton is out there. They're saying Winston likely to the Saints now, but Newton's still available. There was a time that I thought a few years back that Newton was the best quarterback in the game. Now, that's a fickle thing. It really comes and goes. Obviously, with him, that was almost as quick as it came it went, but... When has the Patriots, or when have the Patriots, gotten bad quarterback play? I mean, it's 20 years. <laughs> you got to go back so long. So until I actually see the Patriots win only five or six games, I'm going to believe otherwise because I don't remember a time when they didn't win. And so Belichick knows what he's doing, and if he doesn't feel like there's somebody that he wants, I'm okay. You know, they did have a year where Tom Brady got hurt in the first quarter of the first game, and they still found a way to win 11 games. So, doubt him. Right. We can all doubt him at our own peril. Uh, you mentioned Jameis Winston. The Saints are nearing a deal to sign him. It's expected to be a one-year contract. No report on the money yet, but they gave Taysom Hill a pile of money. Two years and 20, almost $21 million. That's a good chunk of change, and he'll... Uh, Hill did some uh, interviews and and said that uh, there'll be less special teams and it'll look more like the Minnesota game where he did get to carry the ball. They might throw it to him. So I think he'll still be versatile on offense, but no more of the running 40 or 50 yards and putting that throwing shoulder into a massive collision. And there'll probably be some specific plays for him at quarterback, assuming he can beat out Winston for the backup job. Uh, yeah, I don't know that if he needs to beat Winston out for the backup job to get in there because he didn't beat out Bridgewater and he got in there last year. I would take him off special teams too because he's too valuable. I've been saying this now for at least this last season. He needs to play more because this kid, as we all know and we saw firsthand, is a wildly talented athlete. And wildly talented athletes 
you know, unless you're six seven, six eight, and you can run like a gazelle and put the ball in the basket, those guys tend to be gravitated towards football. These wildly talented guys who can run and jump and all that stuff. Unless you're, as I say, very tall. A six two is tall by walking down the street's sake, but, but it's not tall in the NFL or it's a basketball sense. So get this kid the ball because he can do so much and. To compare it to basketball, when he's out on the a field, you have to account for him whether he's touching the ball or not, and he's going to require some defensive attention. I don't know if the kid is a first is a first team quarterback in this NFL. In the NFL, I have to see it before I believe it. That, maybe that's just me. Maybe you think otherwise, but I don't really believe anybody's a big time quarterback until they see them actually do it. So it's no knock against Hill, but what I do know, he's a tremendous athlete who deserves and should have the football for for a fair amount of time. I told you I saw uh, interviews with the Hasselbeck brothers, Tim and Matt. Uh, They did a hit on ESPN. They both recommended that Winston, who they both thought had a lot of talent and pointed all the yards he threw for and the 30 touchdowns, but the 30 interceptions just doesn't get it done. But one of them said he should go to Seattle. The other said he should go to Green Bay, learn behind Rodgers, learn behind Russell Wilson, and then kind of pull a Teddy Bridgewater deal and put yourself out on the market in another year and see what happens. And it's funny. He kind of took their advice, but he literally did what Teddy Bridgewater did and said, if we're going to learn from somebody, the Saints can make it happen, and that's probably their pitch behind the scenes. Hey, we'll set you up. Look what happened with Bridgewater. Be that guy. And it might not even take a full year. Uh, you know, the Saints, Saints would be real deep at quarterback, and if a team is, you know, in the middle of the year has an injury, maybe this is a way for the Saints to pick up a draft pick. This could work out really well for them. Might set themselves up for a trade. All right, the other news is the draft. And PK, there were Utes. Utes, Utes, and Utes. Seven Utes in the first six rounds. The only thing that surprised me was none in the final round. Yeah, those are the seven guys that I was pretty assured were going to get drafted. Maybe Penasini and Francis Bernard. I was a toss-up between those two. Penasini did go. I thought Bernard was going to get drafted. I said this on television last night. My mindset was Cody Barton went in the third round last year and I didn't see this year a massive difference between Barton and Bernard and with that in mind if Cody was a third round pick and good on him that I thought that Bernard would be drafted sixth or seventh round now it didn't happen I think he signed with the Cowboys I still think he's an NFL player and I thought maybe maybe possibly Gidry or or, and or Huntley would get drafted now neither of them did but they get the free agent stuff I thought Terrell Burgess was was really skyrocketing, and that's exactly what happened. Did you see his call with the Rams where he basically breaks down and starts sobbing when he realizes that he's going to go to the NFL? Everybody loves that type of story. And again, Utah, man, their development of players is sensational. I don't. I'm not there following the SEC every day and who's a four star, who's a two star. So I can't really speak to the guys that they develop. I know they churn out pros left and right, but for Utah's program, when we study it inside out, upside inside, and all that stuff, we see guys who I just mentioned. Cody Barton basically wasn't a starter until a full time starter anyway until his senior year. Same thing with Terrell Burgess, and they both go in the third round. Kyle Whittingham's ability to develop players and turn them into NFL players, even if they're not NFL players, but to develop them and then obviously to turn them into NFL players is simply simply sensational. The guy is a master at this. 
I actually saw on Twitter, I'll try to dig it up here, and we can talk about it later in the show, but I saw on Twitter uh, Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening when it was all done that USC has had like 25 four-stars or something like that, and they've had single-digits players drafted over, you know, a, uh, what is it, a three- or four-year span, something like that. And over the same span, the Utes have had like four four-stars, and yet they've had 20-whatever guys drafted. I mean, the numbers were almost completely reversed, and I saw it, and there were a lot of SC fans complaining about it. They were just lining up to complain about it. You know what the numbers were, don't you? Astounding. Thank you. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. South Carolina Athletic Director Ray Tanner said the regional differences and restrictions during the coronavirus outbreak could make it challenging for conferences to align on when to play the 2020 college football season. His quote, the entire country is not going to be in the same place at the same time. That was my point. In a perfect world, we're aligned, we play, and you have a championship, you go to the college football playoff, the bowl game, conference championships, and life is normal. But right now, we're in a wait-and-see mode to see what happens in the next few weeks. So that was my point. And uh, there's certainly a possibility the conferences might not be aligned here. If you're clear in certain parts of the country and others aren't, mm, do you think they're not going to play? So I hadn't really considered that, PK, that we'd see one or two conferences in the uh, on time and another one or two late and then another one or two in the spring and that would wreak havoc with the non-conference schedule well first of all it's havoc it's not havoc and yeah great finally great news for us who live out in the middle of nowhere the pac-12 can get teams they'll get multiple teams into the final four because the sec and the big 10 won't be able to play here's our chance Kind of backdooring it, huh? <laughs> SEC's <laughs> going in the spring. <laughs> Let or, me throw this at or you, it my goes, good friend. Or, or it goes the other way. The SEC and the Big Ten go in the fall and everybody else goes in the spring. SEC, SEC takes three, the Big Ten gets one, and we have a playoff. No, 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 no. You have to wait it out there. And by that time, those SEC guys, they would go into the draft so they would be ineligible. You would just have the playoff if they ended the season in December. You'd have the you'd have, still have the playoff after the spring season. So the SEC guys would go. You talk about backdooring it. I ask you this: Did Olajuwon backdoor it? And does anybody care? Same principle. Jordan was gone. Olajuwon got his titles. Drexler got a title. Same deal. Nobody says that they backdoored it, right? This is a great opportunity. If the Pac-12 can't cash in on this, then it is truly time to, to get rid of Larry Scott. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. NBA is reopening team practice facilities beginning on Friday for players in states and municipalities that are loosening stay-at-home restrictions amid the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Teams will remain prohibited from holding group workouts or organized team activities. The NBA's decision to reopen facilities based on the loosening of local governmental policies is not reflective of a new timetable for resumption of play this season. There were players, stories about players inquiring about going to Atlanta to work out and I don't think the NBA was excited about guys flying over the flying all over the country to congregate in the metropolitan area, whether it was L.A. or Houston or Atlanta or wherever. California's currently shut down. So 
Teams are going to have the chance to open their facilities. No word yet on what the Jazz are going to do. This all went public because Woj started tweeting about it. So I think he might have been a little front of the league in communication with the teams and all the teams getting their plans out there. But I expect we'll hear something from the Jazz later this week. Well, man, if they can open it up, why not? I was trying to picture in my mind the Jazz practice facility. There's something like eight or ten baskets in there, right? There's a lot, At least two full courts and probably more than two full courts when you go the, uh, not necessarily the long way, but the shorter distance across uh, from a basketball court, not the baseline, not the, the sideline, not the baseline. But they've got so much room in there. I mean, certainly you can let two or three guys go in and shoot if they want. You would think if they, I mean, social distancing can be accomplished while having the thing open there. I don't know if it's the right thing to do or if they should do it, but it seems to me that they could get, do it. If guys are in town, you got to be in town, obviously, and maybe that would get some guys back into town if they did that and they can have some form of some type of workouts rather than doing it on your basket in your driveway. I think it would be okay. I would think so, too. There's a lot of space in there. So as far as being on your own hoop and, you know, being – 20, 40, or 90 feet from the from somebody else. Plus, it could go in in shifts, right? Uh, somebody, you know, yeah, exactly. for a couple yeah, hours, and day. a couple hours later, somebody else is in. Uh, Kobe Bryant's final season was chronicled by a film crew similar to the 1997-98 season for Jordan and the Bulls that we're now seeing in The Last Dance. Sources close to the matter told ESPN that the footage has been in the editing stages for a potential documentary to be released years from now. It's unclear when it might be released. And uh, there are reports that Brian had seen edited material, provided feedback in the months leading up to his death. It's unlikely those plans have changed, the sources said. So, the Last Dance documentary is receiving just rave reviews and social media is in love with it. So, expect down the road somewhere, I don't know when, but down the road somewhere, there'll be a Kobe Bryant documentary too. Well, I think this, uh, I think everything now in our world is political. And so, what's the slant going to be? I mean, it's clear the slant here is you're going to dump on certain guys. You're going to dump on Jerry Krause. You're going to dump on Isaiah Thomas. And uh, Isaiah is at least alive to defend himself. Krause isn't. So my guessing with Bryant being gone, that it's going to be as favorable as possible. Because we, we, ter- we take certain political angles. Like last night, it was uh, why, uh, Craig Elo was on me. Well, Craig Elo made you double pump, and you made the shot. Harper should have been on you, but in later on in that uh, broadcast, he scores over Rodman when the Bulls took a 2-0 lead, and Rodman was viewed as the great defensive player. But it wasn't, why was Rodman on me? I easily could get around him, but out Craig Elo, he was a bum. They should have had Ron Harper on me. So they're making political statements here, depending on who is in charge. So I don't have any problem watching it, but everything to me now is so political. What angle, are you, what point are you trying to prove with whatever you do? If they wanted to do a Bryant, I'd probably watch it, although there's nothing new. I mean, I didn't think that there was a whole lot of stuff that was new. Are we surprised that Jordan still hates Isaiah Thomas? I mean, that was the juiciest, most salacious stuff, right? When he's up there swearing about Isaiah Thomas. But we already knew he still hated him. So was there anything new in that thing last night? Or maybe it refreshed your memory, but was it new? Uh, refresh my memory. And I think it's more the behind-the-scenes stuff, the you know, them celebrating on the, on the plane, that kind of stuff. 
I mean, you're not surprised they did it. It's Broncos. Like, what? They were really happy on the plane? That's crazy. Uh, yeah, Craig Sager giving Dennis Rodman 20 bucks to pay a fine. I got a laugh out of a lot of people. So it's a little details like that. The main arc of the story, we all know, it was all well-reported at the time. And... The okay. people they're going back to are the people who are doing the reporting. So, you know, the stuff that wasn't reported, Mark Spears was tweeting out last night that there was way more to the Vegas story. Now, we didn't know the Vegas story, so that was kind of juicy. And, uh, you know, whatever else is still out there, whatever salacious details are, apparently, you know, look at Spears' Twitter feed. Apparently he knows them, but he's not telling. So basically what it is is like uh, this week uh, inside the NFL yeah. when they have microphones out on the field. Yep. And so that's 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 essentially what this is. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that uh, – I mean, obviously I knew there was conflict with Krause at the end. That was incredibly obvious. And this showed, you know, the good times dancing on the plane and laughing, which would have been the year before Pippen signed the contract that he hated, so there weren't the bad feelings yet. But I didn't know going back to the first two weeks that – um, you know, Stan Albeck locked Jerry Krause out of the locker room. So there are these little details. I don't know how important they are, but they, they fill that in. And then you just get to see some of the, uh, you know, some of the behind-the-scenes joys. Like you said, it's that, it's that NFL film stuff, you know, a week later. Except this is, you know, 20 years later, so we're going down memory lane. I did find it interesting. You know, I'd forgotten that Harper was on the Cavs. Once I saw it, I remembered. So... There's a guy who was a former competitor, and they took him to build their team. And then you got Rodman, a former competitor, and they took him to build the team. So it's not exactly what the players are doing with the super teams, and maybe the, you know, there's no telling how much say the players had. It wasn't free agency, but how much do the players push behind the scenes? Hey, go get this guy, go get that guy. They don't go into you know acquiring Ron Harper, but. You know, the notion of super teams, and Harper wasn't a star, but he was a good player. Rodman was a borderline star, but the Bulls made him a bigger star. Yeah, well, they don't want to go into that because they want to pay paint Jerry Krause to be this bad dude. That's what I'm saying. That's They're clearly taking an angle on this. Krause is receiving no credit for building the team. He's just being ripped for tearing it down. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Utah State Center. Nimi Keda is uh, coming back to Utah State. It was the deadline for declaring for the NBA draft. He had to decide if he want to stay in the draft or return to school. And he's going to play his junior season at Utah State. They're obviously the Mountain West Conference Tournament champs. See if they can defend that. They're losing a lot of guys, PK, but they get the big guy back. Yeah, and good for them. And I don't understand why college basketball does this. It basically creates rules that acquiesce to the NBA. Why do they do this? You're not necessarily doing it in other sports. Let these guys be in the draft like it is with baseball, and I think it is with hockey too. Let these guys be in the draft, and then it's up to them. Do I want to sign or do I not want to sign? And baseball gets along just fine with it. Why does the why does college basketball as a sport create its rules to benefit the NBA? They should create its rules to benefit their sport, college basketball. So you don't have to put your name out there. It's just, do the teams want to draft you? And then, can they sign you? And if they can't, 
then you go to college or you stay in college just like they do with baseball. This makes no sense that college basketball requires these kids to do this because all it's doing is hurting its own sport and benefiting another league in which they don't benefit from financially. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's madness, Dave, and it has to stop. They're slowly walking it back from 50 years of this. How to hold on to the guys who really make them money. There's two theories here, money and race. I've read plenty of stuff. College baseball is a white sport. College basketball is basically a black sport. And it's about keeping control of the African-American athletes. And then the other argument is baseball doesn't make any money. So, eh, the rules, do whatever you want. But in basketball, the players who can go to the NBA are the players who can win. And they can keep coaches employed. And maybe they can, you know, fill the stands and drive TV ratings. I don't think that's true so much anymore. I think there was a time when it was true. But most of the guys who can do that, are they're gone. They're in the top half of the first round. There's, they're no doubters. So who's the racist here, then? I don't understand. The NCAA, PK. For their rules. Well, yeah, but these are dumb rules. They're hurting themselves. That, yeah. You want to hurt somebody else so bad, you hurt yourself. I agree. They should just... If they, if they get drafted and sign a contract, then they're gone. Well, if they sign a contract, then they're gone. Whether they're drafted or they leave as a yeah, free yeah. agent. If you sign a contract right, for money right, to right. go play pro ball, then you're gone. And if you don't, then you play. And there's no that. reason that whatever the number is, and I don't know what it is, they usually report it after the draft. Each year it's a little different. But whether it's 15 or 30 or 60 players who declare who don't get drafted, you know, so what? Uh and, and guys can go overseas and make a ton of money. We've seen that with local guys. Local guys have carved out really good careers, whether they played in college here or played for the Jazz. You know, there's all kinds of opportunities overseas that don't have anything to do with the NBA. Who, it was Trent Playstead left early, right? Well, there's a slew of them left early, but yeah. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, Andy Benoit covers the NBA, uh, covers the NFL draft for Sports Illustrated and Bet Online. He's going to join us next, go over the draft, the Utes, some of the guys who weren't drafted who might make it, where some of these teams are going and what the opportunities are for the players who have been picked. And we will get to that coming up next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.